This is a Piccolo podcast production. In this episode of Fairground Fuckups, we head to Ohio in the Midwest of the United States, home of the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. It was the opening day and excitement filled the air as the gates were opened to admit the eager crowds. Among them was a young man in the prime of his life. 18 years old, having just completed his school career, he has enlisted in the United States Marine Corps. He plans to make something of himself and serve his country while he's doing it. His basic training will commence soon. On this day, however... He is free to enjoy a day of fun and excitement at the greatest event on the calendar, the Ohio State Fair. Amongst the crowds, young Tyler Jarrell strolled, taking in the sights and sounds of the pavilions and shows. At the State Fair, there is no end of the excitement to be found, and the stories told by those who attend are meant to be stories of fun and adventure. The Ohio State Fair is one of the largest of its kind and has been an annual event for more than 170 years. Originating as a showcase for livestock and produce, the fair has a rich and significant history. In 2016, an estimated 921,000 people passed through the gates during the 17 days of operating. Since 1968, The fair has attracted some of the true legends of entertainment to attend and perform for the masses. These have included names such as James Brown, Johnny Cash, Donnie and Marie Osmond, the Bee Gees, Ike and Tina Turner, KC and the Sunshine Band, and they have just announced that Ice Cube and Willie Nelson will headline the 2022 lineup. Rides have been a well-entrenched feature of the State Fair since its third year, when pony rides for children were offered, while monkeys dressed in minstrel costumes danced to amuse those waiting their turn. Of course, like any festival seeking to provide days of entertainment for the family, these rides have developed into adrenaline-fueled, thrill-seeking contraptions. As the pony rides gave way to the carousel, The kart rides became roller coasters, the bumper cars changed to fast racing go-karts, and the tilt-a-whirl became a fireball. In a history as long and illustrious as this, the Ohio State Fair has not come through the years without incident. In 1884, a blaze was ignited that burned out more than 100 stalls at the fair. The fire started when a racing mule kicked over a lantern in the hours before the fair opened. Sadly, the poor beast lost its life, and its owners an estimated $5,000. In 1922, a significantly greater inferno took out six of the key buildings in the days before the fair was scheduled to begin. This time, the damages stung the State Board of Agriculture a little more at $800,000. In 1972, 
yet another fire broke out, this one during the ongoing American Dairy Show. While thankfully no human lives were lost, occupying the three buildings destroyed with three head of cattle and all the prized produce that Ohio had to offer that year. On balance, it really seems as though the Ohio State Fair could be summed up as a history of close calls. One infamous incident occurred in 1989 and featured that year's notable music act, the New Kids on the Block. Arguably at the height of their premier boy band status, the New Kids' performance drew substantial crowds to an already crowded fair. Standing at the fence, waiting to be let into the arena, those crowds were overly anxious to get in and claim one of the limited seats available. This resulted in a stampede, crushing some of the crowd, predominantly young women, casting something of a pall over the New Kids on the Block performance, which still went ahead. All of these stories contribute to an almost whimsical atmosphere surrounding the State Fair. It's as if the universe has conspired in some way to ensure that no accident at the fair could ever be something considered too serious. Taking a look back at the next most serious incident to have occurred at the fair, the worst you will hear is how a summer storm took out the power to the fair and a seven-foot-tall sculpture of Darth Vader made entirely out of butter, melted in the August heat. That whole air of innocence was shattered on the 26th of July, 2017. That was the opening day of the 2017 Ohio State Fair, and crowds were expected to exceed the previous year's attendance. A great deal of businesses depend on the success or failure of events such as this. Independent food and beverage vendors tend to hope that they sell enough of their stock to see them through to their next gig, which could be weeks or months away. Amusement companies that are contracted to provide the various rides and fun houses that are the main draw for young people may have even fewer bookings on their calendar due to the highly specialised and expensive nature of their equipment. From the public queuing at the ticket booth to the vendors at their hot dog carts, to the event organisers. Everyone walked into that fair, hoping for a successful day. The gates opened at 10am and people spent their money and time enjoying themselves throughout the day. There had been no indications that any attractions had been experiencing technical issues. No vendors had received any complaints about their food and the crowds moved respectfully from pavilion to ride to showgrounds. Like most events of its kind, the Ohio State Fair operates with the expectation that a significant number of visitors will come through in the evening. Families with young children may make their way home for dinner, but the youth and young adult crowd are more than ready to take their place. At around 7.15 p.m., 24 such young people settled into their harnesses to take their turn on the Fireball. The Fireball was a ride manufactured by KMG, a company based in the Netherlands. The ride is constructed as a massive spinning pendulum. From the bottom of the pendulum, six arms run out perpendicular from the centre, like the spokes of some giant wheel. 
On the end of each arm hangs a gondola with four seats and harnesses. The central pylon rotates, causing the arms to spin while the centrifugal force raises the gondolas high off the ground. While this happens, the central pylon begins to sway in massive arcs, bringing the gondolas and those thrill-seekers strapped within to heights more than 20 metres from the ground. KMG boasts that this ride requires only three people to assemble and can be ready in just three hours. The ride had been in operation for nine hours that day. Onlookers watched with fascination as the fireball started up, the arms reaching their top spin and the pendulum making greater and greater arcs. Counting down the thrilling moments until they would have their chance to defy gravity. Then came the terrible sound of tearing metal. Here is the actual sound of the accident. Onlookers described a piece of something flying off the joint where one of the gondolas connected to the arms. Here is eyewitness Julian Bellinger describing what he saw to ABC News. Um, so on the ground, it was me and my friends. We were just recording each other on Snapchat and uh, we had deleted the video because we heard like commotion on the, on the ride. And it was people on the ride like, slow it down, it's too fast and all this. So people on the ground, like beside me and in front of me in line, because I was about to get on the ride, they all were like, whoa, 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 slow it down, slow it down, and all that. So the people that were working it had pressed the emergency brake, and in the video, you see it go up, and then when it came back down, a piece had fell. So then that's when I had followed it up, and then when I just seen the people, like, fall out, I had turned my head and I just, it was, I couldn't watch it. People were like running away, crying, um, yeah, it was, you just don't expect to see stuff like that, especially at the fair here. Brittany Neal and her sister Kylie, who were next in line to ride the fireball, describe what they saw. The ride was going as normal and then all of a sudden you see people flying out and then the guy hit the emergency stop button which then made the seat fly off and people flew off as well. It was likely that the sudden jolt of the stop button and rapid loss of velocity that caused the gondola that Tyler Jarrell was riding on to break completely free from the arm, while the pendulum was still on an upward swing. The momentum threw them higher still into the air and flung them far from the ride itself. The incident was filmed and it is horrifying to see the gondola break free from the ride and bodies flung in all directions. All I remember is hearing the loud crash of the car snapping off the ride okay. and then just people screaming and screaming and screaming to stop, stop, stop. We're thinking of those killed and hurt in that terrible accident at the Ohio State Fair. It's such a scary moment for all the families there and these are fairs that a lot of us have attended over sure. the years and there are so many of these fairs that are still going on across the country. Yeah, this was the first day of the Ohio State Fair when that popular fireball ride broke apart in midair. You see it right there. At least one person was killed, as Robin said, seven others injured. This morning, all rides at the Ohio State Fair are shut down. Four riders received serious injuries that saw them hospitalised for weeks. Keisha Lewis did not even regain consciousness for several weeks after the incident. 
On the ground, several people were injured when debris from the ride rained down upon the crowd. Keisha Lewis did regain consciousness. However, her boyfriend who was riding alongside her, Tyler Jarrell, did not. Along with the tragic loss of Tyler's life, there were seven people injured, five of them seriously. Eight victims of this disaster was enough to prompt the Ohio State Fair organisers to shut down all amusement rides for the remainder of the 2017 show. Immediately, investigations began to determine the cause of the tragedy. And to answer that all-consuming question, who's to blame? Initially, the authorities from the Board of Agriculture expressed deep regret for the victims and their families, along with some bewilderment that struck some as tone-deaf under the circumstances. Inspections had been conducted multiple times within the week leading up to the State Fair opening, including one completed that very morning. No safety issues were flagged at any point. The company that owned the ride... Amusements of America made their own inspection and logbooks open to investigators. They had not found any problems in the years they had been responsible for the fireball ride. Eventually, investigators worked their way back to the original Dutch manufacturer, KMG. After reviewing the findings of the on-site investigators, they communicated that excessive corrosion on the interior of the gondola support beam had made the ride unstable. This was something that would have occurred over the course of many years and something that would have left no visible signs to most safety inspections. Only a complete dismantling of every component would have revealed such a flaw. And surely it's not reasonable to expect such an expensive and time-consuming process every time an inspection was required. After reviewing it all, County Prosecutor Ron O'Brien said there's no evidence of previous history of failure, nor, he said, is there any evidence that signs of this particular failure were noticed by any of the owners, inspectors, or operators of this ride prior to the actual failure. And Prosecutor O'Brien said just failing to perceive a risk does not constitute reckless conduct. And so, in this case, no criminal charges will be filed. Live at the fairgrounds, Ted Hart, NBC4. It seemed, briefly, that this was simply an unpredictable and random tragedy. However, in 2012, North American Midway Entertainment, another amusement supplier operating in the U.S., sent an inquiry to their supplier, KMG. In this letter, they asked that KMG clarify the specifications of their fireball ride, specifically with regards to how thick the support beams for the gondolas were required to be. It seems, in one of their own inspections, they had discovered evidence of rust and corrosion. KMG responded, They advised first that Midway immediately buffed back the beam until all corroded material had been removed, then protect the surface with a primer and then reassemble. Following these instructions was a revised set of measurements for the thickness of that support beam. KMG, it seemed, 
was confident that they could reduce their own specifications without running any risk of further sanctions, but potentially endangering riders. And as it turns out, they were right. The ultimate finding of the investigation was almost a moot point because both state and federal legislation meant that many of the parties responsible could not be held to account. The state of Ohio had responsibility for safety inspections and clearances, but had sovereign immunity from lawsuits in event of lapses of judgment. The department inspectors themselves are also immune from lawsuits because any awards would be covered by taxpayers. In the event of a criminal investigation, the state attorney general would function as legal advisor to the state police investigating the crime, but would then go on to defend those accused in court. On the other hand, KMG could not be prosecuted because the ride was more than 10 years old. The bill finally came to the local provider, Amusements of America, who by law were required to have a substantial insurance policy to cover such a tragedy. Even though they had received no correspondence from KMG that such corrosion was a potential issue, nor encouraged to pay closer attention to the components in question, it was Amusements of America that made $10 million accessible for the victims and their families in the wake of the disaster. In 2018, a new bill was proposed to the Ohio State Legislature. They call it Tyler's Law. Four years after a young man was killed when an amusement park ride broke apart, new precautions are now underway to make sure a tragedy like that never happens again in Ohio. This would require an overhaul of the amusement ride industry, with particular focus on safety inspections. In 2019, Ohio lawmakers passed Tyler's Law, which carries stronger safety measures and standards for amusement rides. Tyler's law requires owners to complete a visual inspection while looking for fatigue and corrosion. Inspectors must also remove access panels to look at the interior, structure beams and connections. If corrosion or cause for concern is found, the owner must contact the ride manufacturer to discuss the problem and fix it. Owners must meet a manufacturer's minimum requirements before the ride can be operational. Amber Duffield, Tyler's mother, had this to say on the new law. We all assume a little bit of risk when we do things that are man-made, because nothing is perfect. But this is to safeguard us as best as possible. Thanks for listening to Fairground Fuck-Ups. Follow us on Instagram and TikTok. You can find the link in the show notes. If you like our podcast, don't forget to rate and review.